Grace and peace to you, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. Our hope for you in this time is that you're drawn into the mystery of Christ as we engage in prayers, confession, songs, and scripture together. This is our last installment of our examine, so we'll be covering our last two commitments, service and generosity. And we have a, with me as usual, is Dulcie and Seth. Taryn Jost is at home tonight. She's doing the thing that we should all do in this time. Uh, She was exposed to COVID, and so she's staying home and quarantining at her house with her family. And also we have joining us tonight our treasurer at Bloom, Alex Drummond. We're bringing him in because uh, we're covering generosity and um, just wanted to get his thoughts and his perspective on how we live that out as a commitment together at Bloom. So thank you for joining us, Alex. I'm glad to be here. So again, we'll engage the liturgy together. We are using tonight the service of Compline, which is evening prayer and the Book of Common Prayer. We're glad you're with us. Silence. May we open ourselves to God's presence, God's love, God's peace, and God's grace. Gratitude. Let us be aware of all that God is to us and be thankful for this life and all that it holds. Review. Let us honestly assess who we have been this week and who we would hope to be. Forgiveness. May we seek forgiveness in the ways in which we have erred, been unaware and uninvolved in the work of beauty and restoration in our world. Renewal. Let us look towards the future, along with the Spirit, to where God may be directing us. It may be a concrete action but it also may be becoming more aware of God, changing the rhythms of our life, or walking away from certain behaviors and beliefs.
Let us pray together. Eternal God, in whose perfect realm no sword is drawn but the sword of righteousness, and no strength known but the strength of love, so guide and inspire the work of those who seek your kingdom, that all your people may find their security in that love which casts out fear, and in the fellowship revealed to us in Jesus Christ our Savior. Bloom, let's join with the church worldwide with the prayers of the people. That the rest of this day may be holy, peaceful, and full of your presence. 
In faith we pray. We pray pray to you, our God. That the work we have done and the people we have met today may bring us closer to you. In faith we pray. We pray pray to you, our God. God. That we may hear and respond to your call to peace and justice. In faith we pray. We pray to you, our God. That you will sustain the faith and hope of those who are lonely, oppressed, and anxious. In faith we pray. We pray to you, our God. That you will strengthen us in your service and fill our hearts with longing for your kingdom. In faith we pray. We pray to you, our God. A reading from Psalm 100. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us and we are his. We are the people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Glory Glory to to the the Father, and to to the the Son, and to to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hear a reading from Peter's first letter to the church, chapter 4. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I think the beautiful thing about service is it is um, what happens when people live out of the fullness of who they are in Christ. And that's what we see in this passage. You see people, you know, what, what Peter's saying is, you know, whatever your gifting is, whatever you have to offer, offer it. And when we do, the effect of that is that the church is served. Mm -hmm. Service is what has to happen in the kingdom of God when every person in the body of Christ is living into the fullness of who they are. And it's just such a beautiful dynamic that we have as our reality that it's becoming the greater expression of Christ through my gifts and my dreams and my abilities and, and my resources Uh, Everything that's been given to us, when we give that fully to Christ and and we're operating 100% in that space, in the kingdom of God, that fuels the church. It fuels the body of Christ. It serves the body of Christ. It's such a different dynamic than the world Mm -hmm. where only one person can get ahead and only there has a winner and there's a loser. In the body of Christ, like every person wins, every person benefits when each person lives more fully 
and most fully in who they are. So we see that that's that dynamic in the body of Christ within the family of service. That's that energy that's created when we live fully into who we are. And then we see from the life of Jesus that, that when the church, when the body of Christ on the earth looks towards the poor and the broken, those in need, those who have been left behind, those who were hurt, those who have given up hope, when we extend the life of Christ to those people, that's service. At our great dismissal, at the end of every service, at the end of every time that we gather as a community, when we leave from the table, the dismissal is, may you go in peace to love and to serve Jesus. We know from our baptismal covenant, we know from the way that Jesus talks himself about Christ being in all people, that when we serve the world, we are serving Christ. And that's a supernatural reality that we cannot understand, but we know it to be true. It's what the church has called us to. It's what Jesus has called us to. When you did these things to the least of these, when you gave water and food to the hungry, to the thirsty, when you visited those in prison, when you remembered those who the world forgot, you did them to me. I mean, service calls us into this reality that is both mysterious and compelling and utterly beautiful. It's what fuels the church and it's what gives hope to the world. As I sit with this in this time, through everything that we're going through in our reality, in our nation, in our world, I think I just have two questions that sit with me. And one is, do we feel that energy, that, that truth of the eternal, that when we serve the least of these, we're serving Christ? Is that something that's compelling in this time? And, and secondly, I wonder, um, for those in our little church, in our community, are we a place that, that truly does get behind every person to live fully into who they are in Christ? Are we a place that encourages service to the church through people living fully into into everything they've been given? Are we a place that experiences that service by believing in, by praying for, by encouraging every person to live fully into the life that Christ has for them? And do people feel served within our family? So that's kind of where I am with this commitment. You know, I'm, I'm seeing it in a new light. Can I add a, maybe a third question? Yeah. I mean, you were talking about, like, do the people in our community feel like who they are is being... Encouraged. Encouraged. Yeah, yeah, encouraged. I just keep having this feeling, like, people just need to know that they were created to be who they are. And I think, like any institution, literally any institution, whether it's church or work or cultures will set up what they think is a valuable service and a valuable mm-hmm. thing to bring. Um, and then that's what's weighted. Yeah. And that's what feels different is that Jesus says, I've made you. And maybe like you don't feel like that's like this sexy thing that you've been made, yet you've been made that by Christ. And it's more of a rising up into who we are that really brings the heart of service because if you know who you are and you know what you bring, um, that is 100% done with Christ in you yeah. and through you. And and so, you know, I'm never going to be one of the, quote, like, ones you want to be in a church. You know, I cuss way too much. I <laughs> make really inappropriate jokes. I'm never going to be calm and sweet and righteous. But I know that I've been made by God to be who I am, which yeah. means I have a place in the church. Um, So I think it is, like, are we honoring and encouraging? But I do think, like, also, are we 
ourselves owning who we are and standing up in that. I think it's a great point because there is this, sometimes in evangelicalism, that there's these set gifts that you can bring and there's these set ways to serve. Yeah. And if you don't fit into that, I mean, I don't know who made those up, but if you don't fit into those categories sometimes in the church, it's like, well, what do I do? What do I serve? Yeah, right. And that's something that we've, you know, you've been on CLT before. That's something we really hold is, mm-hmm. is this a place, is our community a place where every person can live into who they've been made to be in yeah. Christ? Yeah. I think it's a great question. I think it's, I, mean, I think what you're hitting on is there are mm-hmm. certain, you know, this is acceptable in the church. This is not, this is valued. This is not. Right. Yeah. There's no script to it. You're who you're called to be mm-hmm. is the script, not that the church doesn't get to prescribe and bestow that on you. Christ is the one who bestows that on you. And then you get yeah. to live into the fullness of that image. Right. Yes. And that's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's great freedom in that. But sometimes those scripts can cause self-doubt around what some of that looks like. Yeah. And it's, it's very different than saying, this is who I am, damn it. Just deal with me. <laughs> it, it, we're, we're not <laughs> saying that. We're saying, <laughs> right. as Christ has a hold of me, as he has the whole of who I am, and I, and I live into that when you start seeing those dreams and those, those passions and those things, those giftings that are supernatural rise in people is all of it encouraged. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, what I'm saying it's not just, well, this is who I am, but it's, this is who I am in Christ. And is there a place for me in the church? Yeah. And I love what you're saying about the scripts that sometimes the church can be a little static and not bend to accommodate the gifts of the body of the individual. I think one of the beautiful things about COVID is like, it's the sun is shining at a different angle. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see ourselves ourselves in a new light. And that's been like a gift to me in a lot of ways um, to get to look at myself through like a new lens and to see that like, Hey, I'm approaching work or relationships or this or that. Like what's bringing, what is, the, what are the parts of my day that are bringing me energy? Mm-hmm. Like some new colors are shining on that identity of who I've been made to be and so that I can live more fully into that. And when I do that, like it just, the service is a natural outflowing of that. It's yeah. not forced at all. You don't have to try. There's no striving. It just like flows out of you. Like the snow melt flows down a mountain in the spring. And it's, it's, yeah. a, it, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's invigorating. Uh, that's a great place to be living, living from. And th- that serves the world. It serves the body of Christ mm-hmm. and it serves the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a really important conversation because I think, I mean, I, I've been in church my whole life. My dad's a pastor. His dad was a pastor. I feel like I have conversation after conversation with people who are like, I just don't really know what I, how I'm supposed to serve. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm supposed to be a part of this bigger thing when I don't even really know where I fit into it, you know? Yeah. And I think this, what this is saying, what we're saying right now is like, our church is like a puzzle and like mm-hmm. you fit in wherever you are, like there, there's going to yeah. be a, a place for you there. Yeah. And it just has to do with how you're living into the identity that Christ has given you. Yeah. I know this is really on the dorkier side of things, which earlier y'all called me a nerd, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> but I, I think it's a posture of the church to how do we approach every person in our family you know, are we, is our posture one of encouragement and belief in people and like wanting to see 
the fullness of Christ expressed through people's lives. That is really compelling to me. At Bloom, over the years, I've heard over and over, how do I serve? Which is to say, how do I fit into this mm-hmm. model, this structure? And that is more of a protocol. Like, what's the protocol for me to be absorbed in, mm-hmm. into this system and then, and then, you know, serve a need of the system. And I I think because people are so used to the church functioning that way in the U.S., you know, it's like when that's not there, when you replace that protocol with a posture of encouragement and prayer and belief in people, I think I honestly, I've seen it throw people. Mm -hmm. And so then there's this like, well, how do I get involved? How do I serve here? We'll just live fully into who you are. Well, like, well, okay, but what ministry do I plug into? Like, what? I think that model is old and dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're still trying to kind of find some kind of validation through it. But it's so, it doesn't do what the church needs to do, right? Well, and it was never how Jesus did church. Jesus met no. people where they were at. He interacted with them. And then they went and lived out their experience with Christ. Um, I'm just thinking of like um, the woman at the well. She didn't come to him saying like, well, she kind of did. Like, how does this fit? Right. She's saying that question. Like, how does it fit with what you believe and what we believe? And he just went to the essence of who she was. And then she went and like told the whole town. And and I know that's like a weird service church, but like that's her being ignited for who she is. Um, It just reminded me of that when you were saying that. It's not waiting for the outreach ministry. Right, right, right. It's just, yes, it's, it's le- allowing the energy of Christ to flow through you. I love what you said about the snow melt. Mm-hmm. It's exhilarating for us to be in that dynamic with Christ that we're just feeling service rush out of us just by living into who we are. Jesus didn't wait for people to be fully whole or fixed before they made movement. Um, and I don't know who needs to hear this at Bloom or out, outside of Bloom, but like you belong, you belong. And Jesus went out of his way to women. Women hadn't, were not even allowed in most parts of the church yeah. to, to say that you belong in this dynamic that I'm building. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like you're fringe, if you feel like you're not whole enough, if you feel like what you bring is weakness, um, that's actually what Jesus always uses, and you belong here the most. Um, so I just, I, I just really feel like I need to say that because that's who Jesus interacted with all the time. Were those of us who just didn't have it all the way together yet, which I do think is a lie of the American church, like the polished yeah. white picket fence. <laughs> like you don't have to be that to belong in the capital C church with Christ. Or with us here at Bloom. You don't. I live in a van. (laughs) We've talked about this a lot as a staff. Basically, we just—I feel like we just need to give Bloom an invitation to Mm -hmm. to be who they are within our church and like use our church to you know let leverage what we have here to like Mm -hmm. do what you feel like you're equipped to do. And I hope Bloom, if you're listening to this, (laughs) that. That you do feel that invitation, that if you do feel like if something is on your heart that the crisis placed there that's in you, then let us help you do those things. Like yeah. Yeah. we, we want to be that for you. Like we want to be that avenue for you 
You know, I think about over the past four years that I've been here at Bloom, there like some of the most amazing things that have come out of Bloom have been those people coming to us and be like, hey, I have this thing, this idea. Yeah. And like we we made this like art and poetry magazine a couple years ago that was really beautiful and that came out of one of our parishioners just dreams Mm -hmm. you know and like I want to see more of that Mm -hmm. and I want to invite Bloom into that it's not just about coming to our church and like putting on these different ministries but if you do have something that you feel like you need to offer then let us like we would love to help with that help like equip you for that and offer the space for that I think that's maybe where service and generosity go hand in hand is that like, I love what you were saying, Seth, about if you have an idea, let's, let's bring it here and let's, let's capture that. And like, let's get behind you and encourage you and equip you and support you as the treasurer. I think that's like the vision for generosity, right? Mm-hmm. Where we live mm-hmm. generous lives and this is a, a small part of generosity, but you know, sometimes things take equipping or, or space or sometimes there's a cost to, to develop something like the magazine that mm-hmm. there was a, there was a, a nominal cost to that. But I think the vision like that, I, that, that lives in me for, for bloom, you know, it's on a spreadsheet, but really the way that it can live out is that people come to us and there are resources available to, for us to say, Hey, yes, we can totally get behind this thing. Whether that's something to serve in the church, the body of Christ here at bloom or the city of Denver at large, that we would have resources to get behind whatever that vision of who you are and how you are called to serve, that we as Bloom, there are resources to galvanize behind that thing in you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's like the long-term, that's like the long-term, the big, right? That people would come and say, hey, we see a potential for a counseling practice here at Bloom to serve the community of Bloom. Mm-hmm. And then we would have resources to do that. Or, hey, there's this, I wanna serve this community through starting this nonprofit and the bloom could get behind people to do something of that sort. Well, I like what I like what you're saying because I think sometimes we think of generosity as like a gift that someone has, but it's actually a call so that we can all be living fully into who we are mm-hmm. for Christ on all of us. So it's not it's not meant for just those who are generous and it's not those who have more money than you think you do. It's for all of us to say like I want to support my sisters and my brothers who want to live fully into Christ. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I like that it makes it not one person's job, but everyone's kind of um, gift to give. Yeah. I want to read what we have in our commitments booklet on generosity. It's a passage from first John and it says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or a sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. This whole life that we're called into is one of generosity, that Christ gave up everything poured himself out for us. That's what happens at the table every week. It's called the offering in the prayer book. We offer the fullness of who we are, the whole of who we are, that we receive the fullness of Christ. The whole dynamic of the kingdom is one of generosity. 
I mean, we're called to give fully of who we are and what we've been given. Freely we receive, so freely we give. It's just this open-handed way of living life. And those times that I've seen that expressed at Bloom, I mean, I've seen it through this season, seen people's rents be paid, people have food provided for them. I mean, talk about, Alex, you talk about service and generosity being linked and feeding 1,400 families a week. This little community, I mean, that's impossible. And we did it because people just said, I have a passion to see this happen. And we got behind it and we just saw service and generosity flow. And what's so beautiful, and you touched on this uh, last night in your talk, Dulce, is that we saw generosity flow from the lives of those whom we were there to serve. There was car after car that we put boxes of food in, and they said, I can't wait to give this to others. I mean, the life of Christ is just expanding out before us in these beautiful and unimaginable ways. But sometimes I do think the river of that kingdom, the river of that is service and generosity. I keep thinking about that metaphor you gave of the snow melt. Like it, it causes service and generosity to run from us and flow through us. You can get into this trap of saying this phrase that you've probably heard, give to support the life and the ministry of our church. It's splitting off generosity from the life of the church, from the ministry of the church. Mm -hmm. It just funds it. Generosity then becomes just about giving. Mm -hmm. I love how Christ has led us here to put generosity as a commitment. It is the life in the ministry of the church. Mm -hmm. It's the flow of how we operate together and our posture towards each other and towards the world. And I think we've just begun to live into that. The call there, the invitation there is to open yourself up to what the Spirit is saying to you, what the Spirit is saying to your house church, mm -hmm. what the Spirit is saying to the people that you walk past on the street or the people you work with or the people that your work serves. It's to open yourself up to a generous spirit in that sort of a way. So I think that's what we mean, what we mean when we say generosity is a commitment, that we commit ourselves to asking the Spirit what we're being invited into mm -hmm. that is generous. I, the word formation keeps coming to mind, where like this concept of generosity is more about how it forms us and, and how it's, it's something that is a part of our lives and not just like a, a subscription that comes out of your bank account, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's about forming us into people who serve and who are generous with every part of who they are. I think that's why it's important that it's a commitment, that it's not just like something that we're going to throw money at, a checklist type of thing, but it's something that actually is changing us and making us more like Christ. Um, as we live fully into the things that he's, he's given us and uh, the ways that we can serve and be generous. Bloom, this season of revisiting our commitments has been uh, so good in that it's called us to really ask those hard questions. Are we living in, into these things that we say we're committed to? And what I love about service and generosity is that it really is the core of everything that we say we're about because it's seeing every person filled with the Spirit of God and inspired and empowered to live the fullness of their life in Christ. It requires all of us to, to be behind every one of us. The other it requires us to, to ask 
how each other are doing and where we feel inspired and where we feel left out. And it calls us to live into that life of generosity, to have a generous life with ourselves, with God, with each other, and with the world. In this time that's, that's just riddled with fear and scarcity and, and all the things that we hear, I mean, the church really is the hope of the world. I mean, everything I had hope in is gone. So I think, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a non-delusional time. And we're just seeing that this life that we've been given in Christ really is the most beautiful expression of humanity on the face of the earth. So Bloom, may you serve each other with the fullness of who you are, with every gift that you've been given and every passion that's been put in your heart by Christ. And may you live generous lives in Christ that the world would know that they are loved and held by the one who created them. Grace and peace to you, Blue. Bloom, let's join in confession. Lord God, our maker and redeemer, this is your world and we are your people. Come among us and save us. We have willfully misused your gifts of creation. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us for sin. We have seen the ill treatment of others and have not gone to their aid. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us for sin. We have condoned evil and dishonesty and failed to strive for justice. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have heard the good news of Christ, but have failed to share it with others. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have not loved you with all our heart, nor our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sin, open our eyes to God's truth, strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Bloom, may the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also also with you. Now gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.